0: Welcome to the podcast about nothing, a podcast where we talk about the Seinfeld television series. I am Richard.
1: And I'm Claire.
0: And today we're talking about episode 104, Male Unbonding.
1: (laughs) I love that title, by the way. It's the
0: weirdest title.
1: It's like, it kind of makes me uncomfortable.
0: And Well, it makes you uncomfortable, I think, because A, it's just weird, and B, it's the only title in the entire series that does not use the word the to kick off the title.
1: You are, so <laughs> you are so good at these details. I love finding these random facts. You are so good at these details. Okay, I'm gonna be better about that maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. Maybe.
0: I just, I just, yeah, I just love the random shit. So.
1: I know you do. I know you do. So should we start off with our coffee corner? Coffee corner, yeah. Yeah.
0: I'll go first. Okay, you go. So uh, I'm gonna treat it more like a conversation with you. Okay. Uh, I
1: mean, I'm here, so. <laughs> yeah,
0: much like we would at a coffee shop or a bar, whatever. Um,
1: I have neither coffee nor alcohol in front of me. me just either. just water.
0: Uh I want coffee list today. What? Yeah, I know. How are you? I don't know. Sir, okay. Um have you seen any good movies lately?
1: Okay. No. I just saw one that <laughs> what I What do you do with your life? <laughs> I did just see one. Um I don't know. It was it was good. It was just different and I and I I truly came away not quite sure how I felt about it. And okay. that was Welcome to Marwin.
0: I've never even heard of it.
1: Steve Carell okay. plays a part where he is just, um, he had been brutally assaulted. Okay. And he is a rec- he's recovering from those injuries mentally, physically, more mentally. Um, and I believe he's also um, a vet as well. And he has his quirks and those are what... Um, people really targeted him for in The Brutal Assault. But okay. he has created this really different animated world um, called Marwin, And all of the people in that world are the women in his life, like his caregiver. Okay. His neighbor ends up being one. And he is an artist as well. It was just there were a lot of moving parts. <laughs> I really like it when people like Steve Carell, or I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan. Yeah. But when when funny, generally funny people go and switch into those pretty serious roles and don't sure. break them and actually do a good job in yeah. them, I really enjoy that. Um, but, yeah, so I wouldn't call it a g- great movie, but I needed to see it just to be satisfied. Yeah. What pretty about good. you? Have you seen one recently?
0: So a couple that I want to call out. I said I had watched 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yes. That was pretty –
1: I'd seen that, that before. Was, that
0: was that was really good. Yeah, I thought
1: I, I thoroughly enjoyed that um, movie. It gave me a little anxiety,
0: but oh, a little bit, yeah. Um, and then watched Deepwater Horizon for the first time. That's okay. on Hulu, so I, I watched that. That was also really well done. Never, seen didn't good. make any money. Yeah. I <laughs> found out, but uh, uh, as long but, as you like, and it. it was pretty. Histo- I I wanted to find out like how historically accurate it was aside from like the timeline being a little off.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> it
0: was actually really pretty accurate, which was good. The movie that I think has really stood out on my, over the last 12 weeks since I've been away um, is Paddleton on Netflix. Is that stars um, Ray Romano and I can't think what the other gentleman is, what his name is or what he's in, but he's familiar to me. Um, so well done. Uh, mm. it's, it feels really raw and it's about a guy, they're, they're just two basic guys, two single guys, and um, and one of them is diagnosed with terminal cancer, mm. and and how he deals chooses to deal with that, and then working through that. Um,
1: is it a downer? Is there any funny parts, or is it?
0: Or oh, there's a lot of funny in it. I found,
1: but but it was it's serious, it's heavy. Though. It's heavy. So I've been really into those lately, and I will say, if you like that, then I think you would like the myrowitz stories. Nope, I'm I'm blending two together. I Think it's the Myrowitz something okay. tale. It has a bunch of kind of funny Is that people in it on like it's, Netflix? Yes, Netflix. Okay. Yes. And sorry, I'm being so accurate right now. Um, same concept though. Some yeah. people who are generally in that funny role taking on a pretty heavy topic, and/or topics, and yeah. and just really knocking it out of the park. So
0: I did watch the Zac Efron Ted Bundy. What'd you think? So, like, I don't know much about the Ted Bundy Was story. Was dead in
1: the eyes, like everyone said? <laughs>
0: Was he supposed to be? He
1: was supposed to be. Like, what does like, that even mean? I don't know. I mean, he's a psycho.
0: He is a psycho. Um, and you could tell that. Yeah. He like he genuinely believed everything he was saying, even though you as a viewer know it's not true. Right. Because it's not about his crimes. It's about how he covered it up and dealt with it mm-hmm. and that, which was a totally different take on a serial killer. So, um That made it fun to watch.
1: Interesting. I need to watch that still, and that is on my list. I'm really bad, especially once the weather gets nice. Oh yeah, it's. it's I I'm no good. I have the benefit of a requirement
0: to be inside right now, so
1: that is very very true. (laughs) All
0: right, that (laughs) was mine.
1: That was good. Okay, so mine not as positive as yours, but one of these in one of these modes where I just want people to take responsibility for their actions. Wow.
2: That's not how it works. I know,
1: (laughs) apparently not. And 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 it's no one in particular. It's just people here and there. But I'm just in one of those times where I wish people, even if it's a bit if it's a big thing, gotta really step it up. Like put on your big boy britches and, you know, say what you did wrong. Yep. But even if it's something small, it really shouldn't be that big of a deal to take responsibility for your actions. So I'm not going to go into any deep dive or anything like that, but I just wish people would maybe step up to the plate a little bit more. And I know it's not always easy, but you have to feel better once you do, I just would assume. Yeah. So
0: that's not something George will ever do. So no, yeah, I know. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't pin your hopes on that.
1: Well, <laughs> that's okay. That's fine by me. That's my coffee corner. Okay.
0: We can dive in to the episode. Male unbonding. Let's do it. Um, so the synopsis. Jerry tries various excuses to avoid meeting with an old friend with whom he no longer shares any interests.
1: John Hornick.
0: No, Joel Hornick. Joel.
1: Oh, well, you can, you can see where I was when I typed this. <laughs> Sorry, uh,
0: This Joel. episode first aired June 14th, 1990. Um, and a little trivia here I'll start off with. This is the first episode that uses Jonathan Wolfe's title music. Um, they've been using other music before in episode 1, 2, and 3 um, and this is the theme music that they use for the rest of the show Jonathan do has done theme music for Will and Grace <gasps> Reba, Saved by the Bell College Years, and King of Queens and a bunch of others, but those are the big ones that okay. I pulled off of his biography
1: Will and Grace 1
0: amazing I, can't, I,
1: I love that show to this day and yep. King of Queens is still on TBS yes, it is. every night so it's just easy to. If you yeah. need something mindless, you just yes. look. Signful love. is in
0: that category.
1: I love it. That's interesting.
0: All huh. right, let's jump in.
1: Okay, um, you. Do you want to go or do you want me to? go? Sure. Again? I'll just say
0: the opening monologue was okay, better in this episode than even the last one. Yes. Yeah, so was,
1: we're moving in the right direction.
0: Yeah, he's talking about. Um, men working in their yards or in their garages and the neighborhood men all coming around. And 100% it happened growing up in my neighborhood. Um, it doesn't happen so much here quite yet, but you definitely get the over-the-fence conversations. And then, like, having lived in New York, there would always be construction fences up. And oh. they would legitimately cut holes in the fence so people could look in because people absolutely want to peer in and know what the hell is going on. So yeah. I loved it.
1: Well and, and I mean, it happens in our neighbor and I don't think it's just men either. I think men get a little <laughs> bit like peacockish, you know, like showing off their feathers and whatnot. But it just happens with nosy neighbors in general. Yeah. I mean, people want to know if, if there's anything out of the ordinary, they want to know what's going on. Yeah. So um, one in, I think it was in one of the first in one of the first scenes after the monologue. There was a quote which just really made me laugh and it was, I would have been friends with Stalin if he had a ping pong table.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is so true. It's so
1: true. Yep. Someone's got a
0: pool. Someone's got a whatever. Yeah. No matter how how much you
1: like, you don't even have to despise the person. If you just like, well, I'm not going to go see them. I don't want to see them. I don't want to hang out. It's just painful.
0: But. There's some perks.
1: There's some perks. Yeah. And I literally so I typed that down just immediately because I was like, yes, yes,
0: and so yes. So this episode all in, I feel like, has really hit on the concept of, A, being about nothing. Yes. And, 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 B, really hitting on them calling things out that are about them, but they don't recognize that it's about them. Like, they're just so, like, in their own world that they don't recognize that they're kind of being assholes about themselves, which makes it perfect. Like, it's the comedy that works for them.
1: And that's what I was going to say. It's one of those things where I think this is maybe when the audience is like, oh, I do that. You start getting, like, more of those connectivity pieces. And, um, yeah, I just, I think it was so funny when they are sitting in the cafe and, uh, you know, he just looks across the table to Joel, not John, (laughs) And he's like, I don't think we can see each other anywhere because that is just a quintessential. <laughs> don't oh my, it's not me, it's you. That's when all those other you know cliche lines yeah. come out. It just made me laugh because it's like, oh, there's so I've no never had to way. break
0: up with a friend like that.
1: A fr- what about a boy, a boyfriend, girl like though. like any like significant other?
0: Yes. I always have to break up with people. Yeah, but that's not what that was.
1: It was kind of felt like it, well, though. They,
0: well, obviously. But how do you break up with friends?
1: Yeah. I don't... You just slowly For, start... Okay, so, so, that, so start that's how women do it, too? Away. Like, you just...
0: Okay. Because that's how men do it. Like, we just...
1: Yes. We go we go the Elaine route of things. Like, you, you saw it unfold in this episode, too, where she's like, Oh, I can't. I have a way of choir practice choir. that night. <laughs> um... Oh no Thursdays are when we
0: what, what was it? Oh,
1: I don't know it was another something yeah. totally silly.
0: The other thing that really hit home for me was that that was relatable was George complaining to Jerry that he told her I liked her. Uh, and I made a note because I before I was married, I was notoriously an oversharer of how I felt about someone very early in any like courtship process. Really? Yes. It's like sickening. It was not good.
1: (laughs) You're disgusted with yourself. I I am. Like It was no good. I rolled. Fuck. I was probably... (laughs) Okay, so as much as you were an oversharer, I probably was an undersharer. Does she
0: like me? Does she even know my name?
1: (laughs) Exactly. And if, if you didn't know, that was fine by me, which is horrible to think about because it's like God. Why did anyone end up liking me? Yeah. That's probably a miracle in itself. But yeah, I told her like, oh, yeah, that made me cringe a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't, I don't know, know how you through. break up with someone you don't connect with.
0: I mean, in a relationship, that's easier, but if for a friendship, like that's super hard.
1: And I do. I won't say who. I have a friend going through this right now. She's not trying to back away from me. We're best friends.
2: But she's breaking we're up with a friend. Friends.
1: But she's trying to kind of break up with a friend. The person just, they're just not compatible anymore. Yeah. They both have kind of just realized that they need to go their separate ways. They don't see eye to eye. Um, and really, they just don't connect. Yeah, and, we're, and, and we've talked about this. How do you go about that? Really, they, she's just kind of put that separation. You know, if she's going to be at this event maybe i don't right. go or if i do go i'll bring someone with me so you at least have that buffer yeah um but it's hard and and it's awkward too cuz if you if you are pretty obliv- you know, obvious yeah. about how I really don't want to do this, and people people end up picking up on that at some point.
0: Yeah, for the most part. But so what? what when you we might be giving away our secrets here. Mm. When you don't want to see people, <laughs>
1: Richard, I always want to see you. Is that where you're going for? No,
0: but oh. now I'm going to be extra uh, vigilant <laughs> about listening when you Sorry. give me excuses. <laughs> no, I'm going to the farm. No, hey, I do go to the day in farm. Row. Oh, s-
1: shut up. <laughs> okay. What Okay, what was your actual question?
0: What are your excuses? Or what's, like, the craziest craziest excuse? Oh, God.
1: Did I write that down?
0: I, I tried to come up with something. Like I, okay, yeah. super basic, like, I was I'm tired, you, or I've got a headache, or, like...
1: I was going to ask you that same thing. What's the weirdest or lamest excuse? I don't
0: do it much anymore. Like, I know when I was, like, in my early 20s, once a week I'm using an excuse. Right.
1: And I can't... I'm trying to think of... I think... Okay, I do know one... Um, in college, and this was this is legitimate, so it wasn't totally an excuse. But I mean, I used it a couple times. I one of my degrees is actually in um, forensic anthropology, which is like don't ask me about oh that. God, I'm not doing any, I'm excuse. not doing anything right now that actually involves that. So go to college, kids, if you want to. But anyway, um, I was working on. A project involving bones, and I was literally. Oh my God! I can't come out tonight. Why? I'm seeing how many you know strikes it takes on bones to like break a bone in <laughs> half, or I like I was literally doing just kind of like this That's 400 amazing. level, you know, thesis project about bones. I I used that a handful of times because it. it just made it sound like I was really oh, grueling man, college it. student, yeah. really dedicated. You no, know, I just didn't want to go out and spend the money that yeah. I didn't have to spend anyway, yeah. but. I don't, I don't know how you... My method, you can't just tell someone, especially a friend, be like, yeah, we're not connecting anymore. Yeah. You just end up trying to separate yourself from the events that they are yeah, at. for sure. Have you ever been caught in a lie, though? I
0: don't think so. It's typically, as, like, if I say I don't want to go out, it's it's part the person and part that I don't want to do yeah. things. Like, mm-hmm. I just want a night at home or, yeah. like...
1: And I think... For the most part, at least my friends, and I think your friends, too, are probably pretty like, oh, okay, well, at least yeah, you're being honest with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so in this episode, I do want to draw something out where, can we just say Cramerica Industries was totally ahead of its time? Yes,
0: and so the first time we hear about it, yes. it comes back, love it, I'm ready to work for them any time.
1: I mean... Anytime, especially if Kramer's boss. Yes. Because I feel like you could probably leave Pretty when loose you want, work come policy, and yeah, yeah. Like, come and go as you please. But yeah, a pizza place where you create, which is them. a
0: fantastic idea.
1: I mean, they have that today. I mean, you where what just Who where makes you your own pie, where you get to just. I mean, you have the places where you get to put whatever the hell you want on top of it. Like you literally start from scratch for pizza. For pizza, yeah.
0: I've never heard of this.
1: What? Where you get to just... No, I'm just saying you have the choices.
0: Oh, but you don't do... No, but his thing is you get to throw the cheese and put
1: the pepperoni. Yeah, I I know. The hands-on part of it, no. Oh, no, I love it. I know. I I like the hands-on part of it. I thought it was funny. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, there are places now all over the place where it's like you literally just make your own outside of literally putting the cheese on top. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I love the idea. I did, too. And just the way he says it, just the way he says... His whole
0: spiel is funny. Uh, George Rolling Pennies, I made a note of. <laughs> Holy, I hated doing that.
1: When did you have to do that? Growing up. Why?
0: Because the bank wouldn't do it.
1: It's, I did you not run into this issue. They, they,
0: would, they wouldn't use their uh, coin counting machine because yeah, that's just sorter. for their own thing. What? Um, so you'd have to come in with rolled, rolled uh Coins. coins.
1: I never had to experience that.
0: So, like, I I, I sympathize with George and was like, do you want me to roll 6,000
1: pennies? <laughs> <laughs> I never had to. I'm trying to think now. I don't know. Maybe it was just a, a... Hey, my lady at the small town bank was so nice and sweet that she probably would have never made me actually have
0: yeah. to Yeah, I'm like, now, like, my bank has the machine and you just walk well, in and yeah, drop your coins. Now that in.
1: would just be an absolutely silly request for anyone to actually do. My 72 cents
0: that I actually have.
1: <laughs> i never have change i don't have or cha- cash yeah, i'm bad at yeah. that and i my parents are like shaking their head at me when i don't have cash most of the time and it's like well i'm gonna lose it if i have or actually worse i'll spend it if i have it because it's like it's, it's almost easier than it yeah. card sometimes
0: true uh the last thing that i had written down about this episode oh two things um Kevin Dunn, who plays Joel Hornick in, in this episode, and yes. I, I feel like he makes another appearance at some point. I should have, I didn't check that out. Um, he originally auditioned to play George.
1: Okay, yes, re- the, I think I read that as well. Yeah. I'm glad he wasn't George. You would have been good though. I feel like it would have been fine. But now I have an emotional attachment to yes. George, and I just think I think that he would be. Yeah, <laughs> no, nope, I wouldn't have been sold on that. I would also suck as a casting director. I think that... That would be so
0: hard, It would I think. be really hard. Speaking of Kevin, he has a role in a Roseanne episode, because you brought up Roseanne. I
1: did. Um, was that last episode? I it was in our
0: last episode yeah. when we talked about Roseanne and John Goodman. Oh, uh, he plays...
1: Sorry again. God,
0: what's his name? Because I just saw that episode. He, he, he loves DJ and loves the family and, like, buys them a refrigerator. I'll, oh, I I'll should will find a for oh, you. We'll deep dive. Yeah. Uh, no, the, so the last thing that I wanted to mention about the episode... Um, Was towards the end. It's Jerry and Elaine in the in the kitchen, uh, and Elaine wants to go out and do something. And so Jerry's like, "Well, we could go to do this. We go do that." And Elaine's like, "I'll go do it if we don't have to talk." That's like such the like you want to go do something, but you don't actually want to do anything. Yeah, it's like this FOMO of 1990.
1: That's kind of me in a lot of situations. That's horrible to say. But like, and, I, and I'm a talker, and I get that, and usually I'm all about it. But there are just some instances where it's like, I'll go if I don't have to do anything. Do anything or if I don't have to see someone, or if I don't yeah. have to say something. Like, there are some situations where you're just like, yes, I want to go because you're going, and you're going to leave me behind, but maybe I'm not going to be completely happy about
0: it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. I think... This was a good episode for for I mean for many reasons. It's getting better and better as it yeah. goes on. But this took on an issue that I think uh, yet again people are like, "Yes.
2: It's real."
1: How do you even go about unbonding with yeah. another male another, or, or, female? or female?
0: Yeah, it's relevant. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: Very relevant. Yes. To the point of a little bit scary. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. I don't have any other questions yeah. about this episode. But I think
0: it was, a good, it was a good episode. We have one more episode for this season. Yes. Um, which is the world's shortest first season, but. Um,
1: it holds a title for a reason. It does.
0: Um, so, yeah. Perfect. We will see you next week. Bye. Adios, muchacho. Hey, this is Richard. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast about nothing. Please keep listening for a special episode preview of another podcast that I host with my husband Steve called Fuck Is Our Mantra. You're going to love the story. You're going to laugh. and I hope you enjoy it. There's a link to that podcast in our show notes. So if you do like it, please go and subscribe. We're a bi-weekly podcast. We talk about everything, food, dating, raising a newborn. It's just funny, funny, funny. We love doing it. So please give it a listen. As always, we'll see you next week. This is Richard of Richard and Claire, and it truly means the world to us that you listen to this show. If you loved it, please give us a rating wherever you're listening and tell your friends about it. If you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at apodcastaboutnothing7 at gmail.com. That's apodcastaboutnothing and the number seven at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at nothingpodcast7. That's nothingpodcast and then the number seven. Thanks so much.
2: Richard is, well, I probably should tell a funny story here from New York, but... Oh, God, uh, no, no. <laughs> I know where this is going. So we used to live in New York together, and um, <clears throat> for those of you who have never lived there, um, obviously, I think everybody knows it's pretty expensive. Um, we actually lived in a little subdivision um, outside of New York City called Astoria, and it's just right across the, the um, East River, yep. right? East River. And, um we loved it there. It was kind of a Greek neighborhood that had a lot of um, culture, and a lot of uh, the demographics were huge in that neighborhood. And um, one thing that happens in New York is when you go grocery shopping, there's no, you don't have a car, um, and typically you'll have a cart or you'll have bags that you're, oh, carrying, your, bags. That you're carrying your groceries from the grocery store all the way to your house for us it was about um for normal america it was probably around three to three and a half blocks um for new york it was about one and a half long blocks but um <clears throat> we went shopping one morning and uh richard bought these um i think everyone knows these fake They're not fake. They're real. (laughs) They're fake. It's like the fake Oreo cookies. You know what I'm talking about? Like the vanilla ones and there's chocolate ones.
0: I love the vanilla ones. It was
2: a Sunday. um, So we we came home and uh, I think it was all all vanilla. All vanilla. Yeah. So we came home. um, I actually had an appointment that day that was actually going to be out in Queens, pretty far on Queens. And so um, I was excited to come home and have some cookies. And let me say, he did not buy the small bag or container of these cookies. He bought, uh, I would say probably at least, it has like 60, 60, 60 cookies or so. Um, I came home and the entire container (laughs) of cookies were gone. And I I mean, the sadness that my heart felt was unreal, but just because I didn't get to have any, but it's, uh, I was also kind of dumbfounded and I was like, Jesus, Richard. He did you eat all of these? In, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sorry. And he was not ashamed. There was no shame. A, there's a
0: like 1% shame because, like, <laughs> the fat content on
2: that is so obnoxious. Trust me, folks, there was no shame in his face. <laughs> he was very proud of the fact that he downed those cookies. So that's why he says, uh, you know, I call him the cookie monster all the time, um, just because I think that's probably his first love in life before me and anyone else is probably cookies, um, which is endearing and amazing in its own way. This podcast is mixed and produced by Sprout Media, a digital agency in Des Moines,
0: Iowa. Founded in 2016 by two millennials tired of seeing the same old marketing tactics. They tackle everything from planning and strategy, design and development, all the way through to implementation and execution to deliver exceptional results for their clients. They partner with passionate brands around the country and the creation of creative marketing campaigns, including podcasts just like this one. You can find them online at ghostsproutmedia.com or on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ghostsprout Media.